Today's sermon is based on the gospel lesson appointed for today, Quinquagesima Sunday, from St. Luke's Gospel, the 18th chapter, beginning with the 31st verse. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you in Christ Jesus, God incarnate. Amen. Today's gospel tells us of two kinds of blindness. One is physical blindness and the other spiritual. In the first case, the spiritual blindness of the twelve. They did not understand Jesus' words to them concerning his coming suffering. As St. Luke wrote, But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. In the second case, the physical blindness of the beggar. His faithful prayers for healing rise up before the Son of God, and his prayers are answered. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has made you well. In both cases, both spiritual and physical blindness, the healing can only come from God. In both cases, our loving God would have our prayer be that of the blind beggar, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. We hear in the Holy Gospel, Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered up to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. We, looking back from our vantage point, might be shocked that the disciples did not understand such clear words. Certainly, there were other occasions when Jesus had also told his disciples that he would have to suffer. For example, we read in John chapter 2, So the Jews answered and said to him, What sign do you show to us, since you do these things? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Again we read in Matthew chapter 16, 
From that time Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go up to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside, and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. What great blindness! Here Peter understood the point of Christ's words, and he rejects them. In the case of today's gospel, the meaning of Christ's words was hidden from the twelve. In the latter case, when St. Peter actually rebuked Christ, Peter spoke the devil's words. We may be shocked by Peter's example, and it may amaze us that the meaning of Christ's words was hidden from the twelve. But how often is it the same way for us? We are tempted, when we look at God's holy law, to try to find an escape clause. Somehow that word doesn't mean what it says, or so we tell ourselves. Or it applies to others and not to us. You can get very adept at trying to excuse living your life the way you want or believing what you want to believe, and somehow expecting God to excuse it. God speaks very strong words against those who would give the appearance of holding to his word, while actually living against it. God declares in Psalm 50, But to the wicked God says, What right have you to declare my statutes, or take my covenant in your mouth, seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you? When you saw a thief, you consented with him, and have been a partaker with adulterers. You give your mouth to evil, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept silent. You thought that I was altogether like you. But I will rebuke you and set them in order before your eyes. Consider, however, the reaction of the blind beggar to Christ. For Scripture tells us, Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Obviously the man was a Jew, for he knew the importance of calling upon Jesus as the son of David, the promised Messiah. Consider the words assigned today from the Old Testament lection, Strengthen the weak hands, and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful-hearted, Be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. Here was a promise of the miracles which would accompany the coming of the Christ. And even if this man did not know this specific prophecy, he had heard and believed what Jesus had done before. The twelve were afflicted with a spiritual blindness, that they could not understand the clear words which Jesus spoke. Here one who was physically blind trusted in the words of the promise, 
receive your sight, your faith has made you well, and received his heart's desire. He believed God's word and knew that Christ's words bring about that which he declares. Indeed, maybe that blind beggar heard of the parable Jesus told the people back at the beginning of Luke 18. Then he spoke a parable to them that, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, And shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Or consider Jesus' words in Luke 11. Which of you shall have a friend, and go to him at midnight, and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with, are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. We have the promise, then, of the greatest gift of God, the impartation of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit enters into our hearts, showing us our sin and then showing us our Savior. We can reject the Holy Spirit's work in us and drive him away, hardening our hearts in our sin. We can will to remain blind to God's will for us. But God desires that we would hear his word and see his will for us. After all, apart from God's grace, our situation is far worse than being lame, blind, and deaf, isn't it? We are, on account of our sin, dead. There was no life in you or me by nature. Rather, we pray as we will in the collect. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully hear our prayers and set us free from the bonds of sin. Defend us from all evil, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Savior. The Holy Spirit comes to us and brings us into life when we hear the word of the gospel, and he works through that word. There he restores our spiritual sight, otherwise we would be blind. It is the Holy Spirit who gives us the faith to cling to the promises of God. We heard in the Holy Gospel, then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, 
and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. Here is the reason for that blind beggar's hope, and our hope as well. All this would happen so that our sins would be atoned for, and our spiritual sight restored. Christ knew all that he would have to suffer on our behalf, and yet he came and was the perfect sacrifice for all of our sins, and in his resurrection is the promise of life for us and for all who put their faith in him. You and I will continue to be buffeted by the trials and temptations of this life. The devil will attack us, seeking to steal God's word from our hearts. But by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, we will cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Or, Lord Jesus Christ, thou Lamb of God, have mercy on me, the sinner. He is merciful toward us, continuing to speak his word of grace and salvation to you and to me. We know that Christ is with us and that he loves us, for he gives us in the sacrament of the altar his own body to eat and his blood to drink, for the forgiveness of our sins and for our strengthening in the promise. Then our heart prays from faith in those words of the hymn, In suffering be thy love my peace, in weakness be thy love my power, and when the storms of life shall cease, O Jesus, in that final hour, be thou my rod and staff and guide, and draw me safely to thy side. Jesus is our life, our healing, our salvation. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, we beseech thee, mercifully hear our prayers, and having set us free from the bonds of sin, defend us from all evil, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church invite you to visit them today or on any Sunday for the 10.30 a.m. worship service. Salem is located approximately two miles north of Malone, off of FM 308. We also invite you to join us this Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., for our Ash Wednesday service. For more information on Salem Lutheran Church, please contact the congregation at 254-533-2330. This broadcast was made possible by a generous gift from a member of Salem Lutheran Church.